Hello and welcome to the World of Mouth podcast, where we share the stories of the world's best chefs and their favorite destinations to travel and eat. My name is Kenneth Nars and I'm the creative director of World of Mouth, a platform that connects over 600 restaurant experts who share their favorite restaurants from the best place to grab a hot dog or a pizza to the latest must-visit new fine dining restaurant opening. Today we're meeting Chef Nick Brill, the chef of the Jane restaurant located in a stunning setting in an old chapel in a former military hospital in Antwerp, Belgium. Brill started working as a dishwasher at the age of 14 and five years later met Sergio Hermann, who became his mentor and colleague at three-star restaurant Old Sluis. Nick Brill is also a well-known DJ, performing in clubs and at festivals, combining gastronomy and music. We asked Nick Brill to tell us about his background and journey that made him one of the most famous chefs in Belgium. At the end of our talk, he'll reveal his favorite restaurant recommendations in Belgium and the rest of the world. You'll also find these places in our podcast notes. Please tell me, who is Nick Brill? Well, um, Nick Brill is the chef and owner of the Jane Antwerp. Um, next to that also a dad of two beautiful kids, uh, an entrepreneur, uh, a DJ, um, and uh, try to be a very happy person uh, in life who's loving food, uh, who's culinary driven by uh, exploring the world and, and trying to visit beautiful restaurants and meet beautiful people and to really enjoy also the culture of um, what hospitality offers. A big food lover, yes. Okay, and tell me, where are you based and what's your, your, your background? So my restaurant is located in Antwerp. I'm um, originally from the south of Holland, um, moved into Belgium 10 years ago because of the, let's say, rich culture on uh, food, but also the rich culture, uh, I think, in, in whole life. Belgium is a very rich country, um, and, and the audience appreciates, appreciates uh, let's say, the beautiful things of life. So uh, we moved to Antwerp. I got educated in Bruges, which is uh, also um, in Belgium. So that's why I moved to uh, the beautiful country and the city of Antwerp. Um, opened up the restaurant in 2014. Um, then it moved really fast to be honest we opened the place with a big hype um, it's a, a, a big restaurant it's a big big location it's an old chapel um, we have 55 people working with us so it's also a big team um, but still try to bring something really delicate uh, and warm to really create a very good atmosphere too which is for me really important and uh, yeah that's a bit our story so far we're still doing very well the restaurant is uh, let's say really well visited um, we do a more accessible floor on the first floor, it's called Untitled. And then uh, we do about 150 to 170 covers a day, so uh, still buzzing place, yeah. And it's actually, it's a proper big old church or chapel, chapel yeah. that you have the restaurant in, uh, which is probably one of the most amazing restaurant spaces I would say in in your part of Europe at least yeah uh, tell me how do you build a restaurant in a church well of course the location is quite unique um, I think what is the the beauty of the chapel is that it features a lot of old character you know let's say an old character DNA but still designed on a very warm and modern way I think it's very accessible I think it's very enjoyable to be in that location daytime wise for lunch we have a lot of daylight coming in so it's a very open space and then in nighttime, of course, when it gets dark, light settings start to work, the ambience really kicks in, and then you can really showcase the beautiful elements of that chapel. 
uh, we were approached to do this project. Uh, let's say the real estate people, uh, let's say who do the renovation of the whole domain, it's called Groenkwartier. It was the old military hospital, so the chapel was actually situated in the middle of the old military hospital. And they asked us to uh, to kind of look into this project because they really wanted to destine it as a, let's say, commercial um, F&B location. And then we were, of course, me and Sergio were uh, motivated to uh, to do this project because the charm and the beauty of it, it's, it's a fantastic place. There is a certain energy you cannot recreate. It's something unique and it's because of the old, let's say, history and the charm of the place itself that we really want to highlight and really want to uh, bring front what what the building carries. And it's uh, it's a fantastic energy that, that we have. Yeah. Yeah. You mentioned uh, uh, Sergio Herman. Uh, Sergio and you, um, you have a very long history. Can yep. you look back and tell me where that corporation started? Yeah, so um, Outsluis was his uh, main restaurant. It was a three Michelin star restaurant and I started working there in 2004. Um, after three years I went to the position of head chef, um, which was the first time he had a head chef because he was always running his k kitchen himself. Uh, and then we started to collaborate very closely. Um, when this project came, the time was ripe for me to kind of move into an own DNA uh, to really start working on something which is Nick Brill and, and not Sergio Herman anymore. Uh, and I think that uh, that ambition to do an own restaurant was, uh, was my drive. And then he proposed to partner up together because he felt also the ambition to, to do more restaurants than just one. And uh, this is how the partnership started. Uh, then during the pandemic, uh, it was tough for everybody, of course, and then I decided to take over his part of the business too and uh, to move forward alone because also uh, because of the pandemic, I really wanted to keep on doing the restaurant because it's, financially it was quite tough. And then I decided to, uh, to go independent, to uh, really become an independent entrepreneur and to really focus on my own evolution in, uh, in this sector and in this scene. And uh, so far, uh, it's going very well. So, um, yeah, that's already a history of uh, since 2004. Yeah, it's a long time. Tell me uh, a bit about your restaurant, uh, the Jane. What, if you would, for someone who hasn't been there, how would you describe the uh, the food and beverage part? So, it's a it's a fine dining restaurant, um, but fine dining is a very broad name I think fine dining means a lot um, what I want to create is something very luxurious but also very accessible I want to create something which is tasty which is seasonal driven which is close connected to producers um, but also in a very let's say modern way um, I think the ambience of the restaurant is for me equally as important as my food I think that the energy of the restaurant, the atmosphere that we create is as as important as my food is. So I really try to create a DNA that my front of house team, the atmosphere, the ambience and the food kind of aligns and gets in sync. So it's a real restaurant visit and a restaurant experience. Um, I also try to drive it quite modern and quite young. I want to go a bit off the beaten path of let's say traditional fine dining. Uh, I want to bring it more casual. I think also that the human aspect of my team became really important. I don't like this whole typical, let's say, Parisian style of fine dining. So we, we went into a bit more modern approach, more accessible and more dynamic. Uh, still, it's, it's, it's a classical restaurant visit. Of course, situated in a beautiful chapel. So, I, I mean, if you're a lover of beautiful rooms, good atmospheres and, and amazing food, I think that's the spot. At least that is what we want to create. 
Uh, and uh, the menu, uh, a few words about the menu. What, what's, what style of cooking do you do at the Jane? Yeah, so I'm mostly seafood and vegetable driven. Um, I try to uh, not cook so much anymore with meat. Uh, also, I try to really focus on what the world is needing. Of course, everybody knows that we need to look more into durability and sustainability. Still, I want to create a beautiful moment at the table. So I really want to balance out, let's say, good quality food with also an awareness. So it's, uh, let's say, vegetable and seafood driven. Um, you will get 12 courses, 14 courses, depends a bit on the season and the menu. Uh, it's a set menu concept. I will do a vegetarian menu too. Um, unfortunately, no vegan, because I think vegan for me is a bit too complex to recreate the same DNA and depth that I do with my cooking. But vegetable driven for sure. Um, yeah, so tasting menu. culinary landscape of Belgium uh, a few words about like general the tradition and so uh, because it's a it's it's Belgium is has many different cultures many different uh, geographies many different cultures uh, and then about the restaurant scene during the last years a few words about that so like I just mentioned also in my cooking I think that it's important with my restaurant that I try to connect also with my local audience. I think 70% is still local clientele, let's say Belgium, Holland, Germany, UK, uh, so Central Europe. Uh, I think that also I try to create a menu or let's say a style of food that connects well with the, with, with the palate of, of Central Europe uh, because I think it's important that you respect your audience. Um, as you said, Belgium is very rich in culture. Um, also, the people are used to having quality food. I mean, food is on the whole line in Belgium really high level quality. Even if you go to a simple bar or a bistro, the level will be very high. Um, so I also try to respect that, that culture and that heritage and that background. Um, there, is a, there is a young evolution too. I mean, the, the young chefs are modern but everybody still focus on let's say the product the seasonality the producers and and let's say the respect of the traditions too so it's between classical cooking and let's say modern cooking um, i do feel that the younger chefs are a bit more innovating but also the seasonality is really important at the moment so i think that you know we're not so avant-garde we're not so progressive i think we're still very respectful towards seasons towards the produce and I think you will feel that in, in how people cook on the whole line in Belgium. Uh, I do appreciate very much our sector too, because next to, let's say, the ambition that everybody has, there is also a very high respect towards each other. So the scene is very close connected. And I think also my colleagues and I really try to um, push forward the industry too. So also to really collaborate, to showcase what we offer in Belgium, to also showcase that we do offer something very um, high leveled and to be proud on where we are and, and what we can offer. Yeah. I mentioned a few uh, great products that uh, you love in, in Belgium, any, any kind of. I mean, coming from the south of Holland, uh, the North Sea is kind of my treasure box, to be honest. Uh, I love to cook with everything from the North Sea. Um, I will always have an oyster on my menu because an oyster for me means celebration. I love uh, the beautiful turbots, but also the lesser known species, um, razor clams, mussels. You know, I really love everything from the sea, to be honest, um, because I think also that seafood is so delicate that you can bring a beautiful nuance. Um, and I love to bring something which is super flavorful, but also elegant um, and well-balanced. 
So um, again, the season is important. I also try to really respect the seasons. Like I said, oysters, of course, you know, oysters have their seasonality. Uh, the mussels have their seasonality. It's a big thing. Uh, the mussel culture, something very heritage, and uh, you know, the mussel scene is very heritage uh, driven. Um, so I really like to focus also on the seasonality of it. Yeah, um, and and I think that seasons for me are super important because it kind of reflects also how you feel, your mood. I think that the season kind of tells you in what kind of a mood you you feel. And I want to also translate this to the menu that I bring. So for me, the seasons are always, um, let's say, the directors of my menu. Uh, and I love to work with the seasons, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and do you live in Antwerp or outside of town? No, we live in Antwerp. Um, we just moved uh, two years ago to a little bit outside of the city center because we have two young kids. And I wanted to have a little bit of a garden. So we moved a little bit out of the, the central part. Um, the city is great because it's, it's a small city. Um, the, the, the offerings that we have in terms of restaurants is great. We've got some beautiful museums. Fashion is important. The chocolate scene is important. So we do have a lot of touristic things too that we can offer also to an international uh, tourism crowd. So I think it's a very small country and city, but very interesting to visit. Yeah. Okay. In the next part of the podcast, we'll hear Nick Brill's favorite restaurant recommendations in Belgium and the rest of the world. Uh, any like super traditional things that you you should try in in, in Antwerp? What what kind of foods would you? Uh, I mean, everybody talks about the French fries or the frites. Uh, I want to skip that one maybe for this time. Um, I think that you know the classical cuisine that Belgium has is very much um, similar to the to the French classical cooking. Um, if I would name a dish, the volovant would be my um, my dish to do. It's uh, it's like a ragu. It's a very nicely uh, braised dish um, served in a puff pastry, and I think this is when you top it off a little really good made hollandaise sauce. I mean that is luxury. It's a heavy dish. But this is something that I really appreciate eating together with my family or, uh, you know, something that is very hearty and warm. So if, if I cannot mention the fritz, which I don't want to do, and I still do mention the fritz now, but everybody talks about this and, and our waffles. So let's not talk about that. But then a volovan is something that I'm really proud of. Yeah. Okay, very good. Uh, yes, uh, talking about Antwerp, um, going over to some some of your favorite places, be it like <coughs> from a frit or place or bakery or... A simple bar uh, to fine dining. Uh, could you mention a few favorite places and describe them for, for yeah. us? So in Antwerp, I think my biggest issue is that I always work in the weekends and I'm off on Mondays. So not all restaurants are open on Mondays, which is uh, disappointing for me because I can never visit the colleagues that I would love to visit. Um, it's a very wide range. I mean, if we go to very casual, uh, there is a restaurant called Album, which is um, cooking very modern very simplistic ingredients but very well executed uh, it's a humble menu but it's uh, very well done so humble, um, album is one of my favorite places there is a restaurant called invincible which is run by the chef kenny uh, he's a big wine lover too his wine menu is fantastic his food is served at a counter table so you're dining at the kitchen and he is a, a very good chef so invincible is uh, one of my favorite spots he has a, a pasta dish which he uh, cooks inside the, the cheese, so inside the Parmigiano cheese, which is uh, typical on his menu. But he is also a very good, let's say, 
butchery driven person so he makes great pate on croutes he makes beautiful sausages uh, you will eat a turbot grilled on the whole you can eat a chicken from the rotisserie it always varies a lot uh, but he's a, a true chef you know so he cooks uh, product driven but beautifully well executed uh, also because the wine menu is great I okay. mean he's a wine lover so I mean that is also uh, a unique thing of this uh, this restaurant if I talk about classical cuisine my biggest favorite is Bistro du Nord which is one Michelin star I, I, for me he's one of the best chefs we have in Antwerp uh, he cooks classical food done super well he runs his kitchen only with one or two chefs next to him um, his uh, signature word is uh, cooking from the belly so this is what he does uh, but again, it's like a Parisian bistro style, but then very well executed and very high level. Um, typical bistro also in the look and feel of the restaurant. So you have this typical small table, white linen, and then this beautiful wooden um, dressed up restaurant. So, uh, and your favorite dish to have there would be? He makes um, a pate made of chicken liver and blood sausage. It's a small snack. It was an appetizer if you start with, but that's something you need to try. Yeah. Um, the other restaurant that I'm mentioning is called Het Fornuis. Johan Segert, 72, 73, I don't know exactly, but he's already quite old. Still running his kitchen on an amazing way. He only does a la carte. He doesn't have a menu written down. He only speaks at the table what he's serving. Um, he can sell you everything, to be honest. The way he explains is just mouth-watering. Um, he cooks classical food. Uh, last time I went, I went with a table of six, uh, five friends, and I think he offered 12 main courses and we took them all because it was sounding so delicious and we were like, okay, we cannot choose, you know, we're with six, we're going to have all the main courses. So also very old setting, uh, a restaurant in three levels, three floors, but again, the charm of the chef is, is unique and I think he will not continue that long anymore. So, I mean, if you're visiting within the coming year, this Brilliant. is a must stop. Yes. Uh, what kind of dishes? Any favorite? Um, well, he cooks, as, as most of us do, very seasonal driven. So when he does scallops with black truffles, amazing. Uh, North Sea crab, just in a very simple salad style broth, beautiful. Um, main courses, uh, he did venison, he had chicken, he had, oh, he had so many things. We need to go there now. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, coffee shop, I think for coffee there is a few really good ones. Um, I think butcher coffee beautiful place very well uh, run by motivated driven people nordica also a great spot they do their own pastries which are really really good they have a cinnamon bun beautiful freshly made in the morning unique um again i'm you know i'm not living in the city center anymore so coffee shops are not so close by but i think also that cafe nation has two locations one in Pact, which where we are situated in um, with the restaurant situated in Pact, and there also is cafe nation which is a, a great place if we talk Italian restaurants, um, one of my favorite spots on a Monday is Arte. Arte is open seven days a week. Um, great Italian food, modern restaurant, vibey place, always busy. I think they do over 200 covers, uh, beautiful terrace outside. So also if you like accessible Italian food in a modern restaurant, Arte is the place to be. That's uh, some great recommendations for, for uh, Antwerp. Uh, if we move abroad to other places in the world, could you name a few favorites uh, out, out there? I really try to travel a lot, and I really try to also visit a lot of new restaurants and, and colleagues from our sector. Uh, so I don't really often go to the same places uh, if I travel. 
Um, we recently did a beautiful trip with my family to uh, to the US. We went to New York and San Francisco. Um, I had great meals, to be honest. I also visited both Per Se and the French Laundry. Uh, I was able to do an internship, a small week internship at the French Laundry in 2012. And for me, that is a restaurant which is uh, very complete. If I need to speak about who is inspiring as a chef, the French Laundry is a restaurant that I think is very complete. And I think that the way they run it, the way they collaborate with their team, the way they kind of evolved over, let's say, 30 years of evolution. Um, for me, that is a restaurant which is uh, always uh, very strong in my mind. Uh, so the French Laundry is not maybe as avant-garde or modern as a restaurant, but the completeness of the restaurant is really impressive. Um, I had a beautiful meal at Saison in uh, San Francisco. That was the second time I visited it. And I think they're really back on track again because they're also uh, moved chefs a few times. Um, that was a highlight menu, to be honest. Um, what type of food? They will, they will speak about Californian cuisine. I think Californian cuisine means products from California which are amazing. I mean, the, the climate is fantastic. So the farming, the, the bio-farming that they do, really strong. You will feel a lot of um, Japanese influences. I think um, what I noticed is that California, although it's ocean seaside, um, are not really strong in their seafood. So they import a lot of seafood from Japan. But then the Bay Area really amplifies, let's say, vegetables and, and um, bio-farming, which for me was really um, strong to see. So Californian cuisine, Japanese-inspired, uh, product-driven cuisine again, but very modern. Uh, it's an open kitchen. Uh, they do a lot of wood fire cooking too. Um, so that was a really good menu. Um, there is a restaurant that I ha was not able to visit yet, which I think is also important for the people of Word of Mouth because this is, of course, you know what, uh, what we talk about. Uh, the Harbor House Inn. Um, this is, I think, three and a half hour drive from San Francisco and it's seaside located. Uh, and I, I'm hearing really good, strong things of this restaurant. So I was unfortunately not able to travel there because it was too long of a drive with my kids. Um, but that's the next one uh, on my wish list. Uh, then in UK, I would love to visit Langkloom. I think also what they're doing is a beautiful story. Um, so this is one of my, let's say, highlights to, uh, to go and visit. And Anishir in Wales, uh, I'm hearing super good things about this. So those are the three restaurants that I'm planning to visit uh, in my next uh, travels. And Anishir, that's in, in the UK? Yes, that's in Wales, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that's a two Michelin star. It's uh, um, a chef who um, runs his kitchen. I think he has a disco ball in the dining room. It's like an old school, so you're sitting at these little school tables, and it's it's an it's an atmosphere. I mean, they do a whole show, and uh, everybody who goes there really loves it because the food is super tasty. Uh, it's like a 30-course menu, so it's a lot of food that they serve, but then with music and 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 super dynamic atmosphere, and uh, so I think it's fun dining, and yeah. uh, for sure one to visit. Yeah. Okay, so next up for you would be Inishir, maybe. Uh, I would like to combine Langkloom and Inishir, yes, yeah, yeah. If you're going to join me. <laughs> okay. Great. Uh, hey, thank you. Uh, I think we have already a few handfuls of good uh, restaurant recommendations here. Uh, Nick Brill, thank you so much for your recommendations uh, to the world of mouth and good luck with all your projects uh, in, in Antwerp and elsewhere. It was my pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Wall of Mouth podcast with Chef Nick Brill in Antwerp, Belgium. Find all of the recommendations mentioned in this episode and more on the Wall of Mouth app, available in your app store, or visit our website at worldofmouth.app. You'll also find these places in our podcast notes. 
I'm Kenneth Nars. Until next week, when we meet sommelier and restaurateur Billy Wagner in Berlin.